everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode nine. We're almost at double digits, baby. Almost there. Wow. Then we're going to be in up for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> they said we couldn't make it. No more milestones after 10 until 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's the big one. 69. 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the big one. We didn't really celebrate that on Bestow Curse. No, I wouldn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? You guys feeling good? You guys ready? I keep the ship sailing. So ready. Chris is ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm feeling good. I'm ready for us to take over the ship. Maybe in a few episodes. <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> Hold your horses. You're not even at episode 10, Emily. Jesus. I think they're doing a pretty good job already. I know. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to just sweep it out of Harrigan's grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like private equity comes in, and maybe they lay off a couple people, but nothing else really changes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it has been a lot of episodes, not a lot of combats. How are you guys feeling about that? This is an interesting start to an adventure, I'd say. Should we be fighting more people, uh, like, like sparking fights? Starting fights? Yeah. I, I suppose you could. That might also spark punishments. Oh, yeah. We live in a world with consequences. Huh. If you're really jonesing for a fight, I guess. Yeah, but we also get in trouble when somebody else decides to fight us. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like a school bullying policy. Zero tolerance. <laughs> on both sides. Both sides. I'm not going to limit myself to the people on this ship. I'm just going to start some shit with a flock of seagulls next time I see one. <laughs> start slinging glass at them. Start stabbing seagulls. Kaya would take offense. Uh, she would. She, she's on the seagulls side for that one. Split the party. <laughs> Split the party before. Hey, I'm, I'm good for it. <laughs> Reptiles versus mammals? Amphibians? No. Avians. Avians? How did that take you three tries? <laughs> <laughs> Mammals? Yes, the flying manatees. Yeah, pretty RP heavy start to the adventure. Do you do you guys feel like the same sense of accomplishment, like making these because it, it, at least I'm giving you like RP milestones, right? You're you're kind of like you know how well you're influencing the people that you're influencing. It's not a nebulous thing. Mm-hmm. I like all this RP, though. It, it, even condensed as it is with like this kind of set group, I feel very involved in the ship already. And I, I don't know everyone on the ship yet, but like I know a lot of names. It's, it's kind of like you're very familiar. It's, I feel like I'm in a fun workplace. I know that sounds silly, but like a workplace is the closest descriptor I have because there might be some names or faces that I've seen, but I don't actually know them well yet. I'm like just started a new job and I have a lot of people I can interact with. And some of those interactions went really well and some did not. Oh no, I moved my boss from unfriendly to hostile. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you personally have worked in so many crazy places that it's 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 wild that like a barbaric pirate ship is like yeah you know just starting to, I'm just getting the hang of things <laughs> you know yeah, even some of the nicknames on this ship make you feel right at home with the people you've worked with Plug and scourge <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. There's no grubby or whoop whoop on the ship. It's that's close true, enough. Yeah. Well, we maybe haven't met them yet. Yeah, that's true. There are <laughs> some people you haven't met yet. I have really been enjoying having to discover new things about the ship, just the layout of the ship, where things are at, you know, secret areas where we're not supposed to go to yet. Even though I am a character that is not high in charisma, I think it's been fun that there's still other activities you can do to learn more about what's going on without needing to just get diplomacy skill checks. Yeah, that is nice that for the beginning of this being so RP heavy, there are a lot of options for characters that aren't charisma based to to shine. Um, it is strange. I, I have no problem just addressing it head on that like, this adventure so far hasn't been particularly party focused, like be in the way that all of our actions are split. And even so much as like, I could see any of us being as close with like a Connor or Sandy as we are with any of us. And we're, we're not purely because there's not another PC playing them, but they're like in the exact same situation that any of us are in. So it's what, what I'll be interested in is, Watching the five of these characters grow from those work accomplices, which is essentially what we all are right now, to an actual team, um, and what's gonna, what's it gonna take to get us there? I think is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's it's interesting because you know, as other players, that you can trust each other. Yeah, with stuff like, you know, hey, we're going to be taking over another ship at some point. If we want a mutiny, that would be a good opportunity. Like you wouldn't tell any of these other people you're in this situation with about the mutiny thing for risk of me using that information. Um, but your character might say something like that to like right, Cog, right? Right? You and Cog, like like Atlas and Cog have have spent like two nights together, like talking about you know, esoteric occult things. Right. Absolutely. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's just very unique as opposed to any other Paizo adventure that I've played so far. Mm -hmm. I, I would certainly say it's based on the situation that we're in. Everyone that we meet and all of the NPCs are that much more valuable. Yeah, they're almost a limited resource because you can't go to town and meet more people. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you're yeah. not going to meet like a ranger in the woods here. Yeah. So everybody that you turn unfriendly is, uh, you know. It's that much worse. Yeah, enters. It, it's almost like <laughs> clicks are forming now. Yeah, yeah, and this is very closed box in that if we wake up tomorrow and there's a corpse on the ship while well, there's also a killer on the ship. Like right, anything right. that happens is going to be with a very finite group of people barring us running into another ship or doing some island hopping or something. And I think that, although we haven't seen a ton of that yet, is going to lead to some really interesting RP moments. I think we've already seen shades of that with, oh, we fought a rival party oh, but there's actually this other layer to it and there's intrigue amongst the, the crew and, and tiers of people and stuff. We're in a bottle episode right now, basically. I mean, yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. <laughs> we're, we're a ship in a bottle. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah, because I feel like essentially the ship is our world 
here mm-hmm. right now. So it makes sense that you know we're getting a hang of that and understanding that before we move on to anything else. Um, for sure, we've already got the like the call to adventure is kind of you know you all want to be pirates and so you you've become pirates. Um, well, I'm really excited for is the whatever hook is to come basically, and I don't think that's going to come until we actually get our own ship and kind of chart our own course. So I think in this sense, the adventure is a little bit more delayed in that sense that it makes sense to do all this RP and stuff and get a feel for like pirate life before that big other hook comes to a larger adventure for sure. It's a lot more stage setting than I think any other adventure yeah. I've played. I, I, I think that's kind of the crux of it. it. The adventure is written in the sense to give you guys the, like, this is the life of a pirate. Yeah. It might be mundane in some ways and that you're stuck in on this hundred foot long vessel uh that's part of piracy <laughs> like yeah. traveling on this boat with these people is part of piracy you don't always land on an island and find a treasure you don't always fight another ship it takes days yeah for that stuff to happen and the more you learn now about how a pirate ship is run the more you have information when you do you know, set off and become a pirate crew that's not under Captain Harrigan, assuming that happens and Harrigan doesn't just keelhaul you all. I like to think of it in kind of like an analog to the Carrion Crown adventure, the start of that. And in that, I think we're still in the funeral, basically. Like we're still like talking to NPCs there. Like in that adventure is like, oh, there's a there's a hint of this other stuff going on yet. There's there's a strange circumstance that we haven't gotten to yet. But it kind of breaks down because in that adventure we're not like there's other funerals on the horizon that right. we're going to go to eventually. Or we want to, we want to go, we want to go take over this other funeral and sail it to other morgues, basically, you know, all this stuff like that. But yeah, no, we were ready to make more funerals happen. Yeah. With yeah. The enemies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll keep checking in over the course of this adventure because I think, uh, there's a couple of spots, especially in book one, where your opinion on book one as a whole, I think, is going to shift. It's it's a very uh, dynamic in in a couple parts uh, book, which I think is fun. You're not saying though, if we like it now, we're going to hate it later. No, I just think, <laughs> if you like it, you're going to really like it. Later. I think what you like about it now uh-huh. is going to change. Like yeah. I, th- I think if I ask you at the end of book one what your favorite part of book one was, it may still be all the RP we did at the beginning, but there's a lot here for everyone. If you like combat or you like whatever, it just, it's staged a lot more staggered in, in this book one than in almost any other adventure I've read. But I mean, get ready for it. We're almost in double digits folks. Yeah. So we got to be cresting that horizon soon. Uh, But before we crest any horizons, I do have to give a hero point out. And this hero point is uh, somewhat begrudgingly going to Grady uh, <laughs> because, because I I can't ignore making Ratzberger uh, helpful in, in the last episode uh, in in the circuitous way that it happened. I think it was I was I was listening back to the raw audio and everyone's microphone peaked as we yelled and laughed at each other. You critically succeeded that role. Um, so this comes from Stephen L. Keep your skulls screwed on tight and unshackle your shackles. There be heroin to do. Oh, there be heroin to do. Okay, mm. yeah, there be heroin to do. So when last we left our heroes, they fought a bunch of rats 
in the villages after Jack Scrimshaw had come running up onto the deck with a bite and a gash in his arm. What I didn't uh, mention to you guys last time is for healing Jack Scrimshaw, he actually goes to Helpful. Uh, so oh, you can you can ooh. mark that down in your notes too. He was already friendly, but he is now helpful. You went down to the villages, dealt with that situation, found a couple of items, and then returned to the deck with two ship activities each to do, and you dealt with that in various ways. Some of you befriending people with dubious tactics, some of you with more sound tactics. Uh, I know we got Connor's sword and met a couple new crew members, or I guess you you kind of met Aretta for the first time, you met Tilly for the first time, and uh, made a good impression on both of those characters, and learned a bit more about the backstory of a certain parrot. And now we find the characters kind of at the end of the day and at the start of Bloody Hour as the bell rings for bloody hour. Why don't you guys make me a perception check real quick at the top of this? Well, very low for an eight. Oof. I wish. I got a seven. (laughs) Nineteen. Ooh, I got an eighteen. I think I beat you all with a twenty-one. Ooh. Wit is the first to notice this. Maybe halfway through the day's activities, the wind picks up. You see the sails fill to almost their fullest, and the ship begins to move more quickly. At this point, um, Wit could make a uh, survival, or if you have any lore relating to the weather, you could also do that. Ooh. No weather lore, but survival. All right, that's 17 total. Now, with Wit's background, being a navigator and and having sailed these waters for a decent period of time and actually being somewhat of an expert around the eye of Abendago particularly, uh, they, they know that a storm's coming from that increase in wind. By the time Calypso and Kaya are able to pick up on this. You already see dark clouds on the horizon. What I will give wit with that survival check is that this storm is quickly approaching. It will likely be here by morning. Ooh, okay. Um, So maybe you didn't notice the red sky in the morning this morning. Taylor's warning. There certainly won't be a red sky tonight. Delight. In case you didn't know, I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I think Wit would play this pretty close, close to our group. Um, not announce it by any means, but say, "Not nah, you guys feel that a little shift in the wind." It, there's a storm coming, and uh, tomorrow's going to be a little rough. Just how I like it. <laughs> oh, what was that last part of it? <laughs> uh, another, another, uh, something else. 
I imagine tomorrow will not be a good day to be a rigger. Mr. Tackett will have to be ready. Tie, tie those uh, safety ropes, nice tie. Aye, we will. It should be a good storm what breaks in our crew on their, some of our maiden voyages here. <laughs> this is where the fun begins, sailing these, these waters. During bloody hour, you notice a somewhat disturbing trend. None of you are punished. You fulfilled your duties. Um, but it appears many of the people that you have befriended are being punished today. Specifically, Rosie is getting lashes. Cog is getting lashes. And Tilly, your new friend, is getting lashes. Aww. You notice that no one is getting lashes that you haven't interacted with. They're trying to isolate us. Hmm. Quick, we need to talk to everyone before they realize that that's why they're getting lashes. <laughs> <laughs> Start talking to people we don't like. <laughs> now, this, this might be pretty important. Uh, they might not want to be friends with us if this is uh, the consequence. Now, when Mr. Scourge is calling out the punishments, it doesn't sound like they're being punished for being your friends, right? But perhaps their work is being judged more harshly. So they're being lashed for, you know, failing their duties two days in a row or something like that. And I would imagine it maybe surprises Atlas in particular, who, like, went out of his way to try and help Cog figure out how to be oh, a better rigger. absolutely, yeah. You know, and, like, not two days ago, like, gave him tips. Yeah, Atlas knows that, yeah, he is a better rigger than he was two days ago, or Cog's is, rather, because I taught him something. So this coincidence doesn't go unnoticed by the group of you. Um, and it's time for dinner. And um, this day, it seems Ambrose retained his sobriety and uh, cooks up a nice meal. Several caught fish are uh, relatively fresh. So you receive um, fresh fish, bread, salted butter, and your rum rations. I'm gonna need some fortitude unless you're attempting to shirk that rum. I got a 15 total. Okay. 14. All right. 26. 11. 17. Wit is the only one that feels a bit tired after this rum ration. And so you are fatigued. What do you guys want to do tonight? I want to grab the little party of us before we do anything big. I don't want to spend any time doing this. Um, but Atlas does kind of want to pull the, the four others of this group to the side and just mention, as we continue to ingratiate ourselves with the others of this crew, I think there is something you all need to know about the incident the other day. I talked to Aretta this morning, 
and I was able to get the truth of that interaction out of her. Her and her three constituents did not attack us in a hazing incident. Um, in fact, it was Lord Scourge who incited them to do such. And they bear some ill will to us because we sold their gear, though after some convincing Aretta understood that given a flip-flop situation, she probably would have done the same. So just keep that in mind as we are interacting with more of the crew. If you bump into Sill or any of the rest of them, do not automatically assume that they are enemies, even if they bear a little bit of bad blood. There's something you notice during dinner as well. Specifically, people like Aretta and and Tilly and Ratzberger have all kind of shifted from sitting on their own or with other people to sitting with you. Uh, Of course, Sandy always sits with you, uh, but like Connor and Rosie and Cog are all sitting with you. Even Ambrose like swings by often uh, to, to chat uh, to, to share a cheers with his rum ration. And you notice that over by Scourge are the other three people you recognize from the fight. Uh, you see Sam's, uh, who used to kind of sit, again, like somewhat haphazardly scoot towards that group. And so things are changing at dinner time. The people that you influence positively seem to want to be around you. Calypso is thinking, it's the beginning. Hell yeah. <laughs> Aye. It's the mark of a cool man. What brings aboard newcomers onto a ship? Just to visit, Raz upon them because of personal disagreements. I don't think a man of that sort should have any power aboard a ship if we lived in a fair world. Now we don't, obviously. But I thought I'd say that at least. No question for you, Chris. Is Grady saying that to the group of you or to the greater group that has kind of joined? You you can certainly have your side conversations and that's fine. I'm just curious. Probably when Atlas pulls everyone together when we were just talking about Scourge, Mm -hmm. that I don't think he's ready to like share something so uh Anti, anti-establishment or like anti-officer. Uh, he's he's already share that sentiment with the wider group, just in case. I think uh, maybe Kaya has been the most loose-lipped about that. <laughs> oh yeah, because yep. obviously, obviously, Sandy and Kaya were friends before me, even meeting the group of you. So, so Kaya is likely even closer to Sandy than than you guys. So obviously, Sandy knows her. Um, potential plans of mutiny, but I think even Albert has gotten wind of it with you loosening his chains and, and that kind of thing. Kaya has definitely been openly against some of what uh, the direction that we've been given, even if she's not completely rebelling. She's definitely trying to put a little bit of space. Like Maybe what Grady might say to the larger group when we're at dinner is... Uh... And you can't judge these other poor crewmates for 
scooting closer to Scourge to try to bolster their, their security on this ship. When cliques start getting formed and different factions take sides, it's the people in the middle what are caught in the crossfire, and everyone's just looking for a little bit of safety is all. They're making a gamble. It's not necessarily a judgment on us unless we learn it to be. I will also give you the opportunity. So, you know, several people were lashed and maybe don't have the healing capabilities that you do. Oh, pass the, uh, the flask around. Yeah. Grady would definitely do that. A, a little commiseration on the side. Kyle will walk around as well and give some lay on hands and then have to rest. But she'll heal people up as well. All right. What I'm going to do for that is I'm going to give you guys an actionless influence check. Ooh. Uh, one of you can aid the other, and I'll allow you to use. You know, you could certainly use your your basic charisma skills, and they will get that bonus that is still active from the performance. Or you could use something like a religion in Kaya's sense. Or I would even. I know it's not meant to be a a role to do anything other than know things, but I'd allow an esoteric lore in this sense because you're using your esoterica to influence. Mm. I've got a plus seven to diplomacy or esoteric lore. That's definitely- Is it the plus seven with or without the plus one? Plus eight, plus eight then. That's definitely more than me. I have a plus three to religion. Okay. I, I would allow you to roll with religion to aid if you want to, yeah. or, or a charisma skill if that's higher. Uh, no, my diplomacy's lower. So I'll All try right, to I'll roll the main yeah. with religion. Ooh, I got a 14 on the die for a 22. And a 17 for Kaya, which I believe does not aid. Right. A 22 successfully makes Tilly helpful. Yeah. So Tilly, Cog, and Rosie were the ones lashed. Uh, Rosie and Cog are already helpful. I just had Tilly as helpful already. And then main notes. Oh, did you make her helpful last time? Mm-hmm. I think so. I Extra helpful. Okay. Well, then, uh, what this success does is romance to, option unlocked. No, is to <laughs> um, is to anyone in this group now that sees you do this, you have a plus one untyped bonus to influence them further. Ooh! Wow! So anyone that you have interacted with already, besides Sam's who is sitting with the other group uh, that is not currently helpful. Who are those people again? That would be... So, Aretta's not helpful. She's neutral. Um, And then... Connor's friendly. Connor is friendly, so that would be another one. Rosie is actually... I don't know if you ever officially moved her to help. She's helpful because of the fiddle. Okay. Mm -hmm. It it was kind of an up in the air. I actually... I have Aretta as unfriendly. No. Uh-huh, baby. Neutral. Yeah, she got moved twice. I put oh, okay. work. <laughs> With two actions, but got moved twice. So then it would just be uh, Aretta and Connor? Yeah. Still a good bonus. Really? Connor's not helpful after we got him the sword? We haven't given him the sword. Oh. Oh. You got to pick a, a quiet, secluded, moonlight-lit time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you guys show them under the stars. <laughs> under the stars and under the blanket. Actually, you know what? I'm going to expand that um, 
because I think anyone in the, to, to kind of Grady's point, anyone that's in the middle seeing that, I think would, would get somewhat of a positive impression of you guys. So uh, just call that a plus one untyped bonus okay. to influence now. Yeah. Uh, now that won't work on people like Scourge and Plug, obviously. It won't work on people like the officers. They're not down here. But otherwise. Probably not the parrot either. Parrot didn't see it. Yeah, the parrot Darn didn't it. see it. Darn <laughs> it. I'll tell the parrot about it later. There's crackers for that. Awesome. First actions? I mean, <laughs> if we still want to keep getting the plus one circumstance bonus diplomacy, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> keep it rolling. Yep. It's very helpful. <laughs> Yeah. It is. <laughs> All right. Performance. It's only a five on the die for a 12. I was going to ask um, before my computer froze a little bit there about the, I can't, it's just, I can't remember the musical accompaniment. That would, that would give me a plus one status bonus. Can I still use that for this? Yes. I've been using one, it. Right? Plus one status bonus is different than your circumstance bonus. Okay. So then with the circumstance bonus and the status bonus, this would be 14. Not great, but I was I was looking for any points I can get with a five on the die, so. <laughs> well, that's funny because I just gave you a plus one untyped, so. Fifteen. That's a fifteen, which meets. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you guys continue your circumstance bonus to all charisma checks for 24 hours. Yes. Would you like to roll a fortitude save and make a second action? I think I would, but I'll let other people do their action first. Okay, you're gonna have to. You're gonna make me remember. I will. I'll time. remember. Don't okay. worry. I'm gonna do my fortitude save first. I have an 18 on the die for 23. Yeah, you're fine. Well, speaking of the parrot, Kaya does want to give Pluck some crackers that she received. I think knowing about this oncoming storm, it's actually vitally important that you gain this parrot's trust. That's Because so if the true. parrot's on deck during the storm, very unlikely there will be a parrot on deck afterwards. Yeah, I'll be floating in Ambrose's stew tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really need to be able to bring him below deck in a safe spot. So I'm going to need a stealth first because you got to sneak off again. All right, here we go. And I don't get the plus one bonus because this is not to influence anyone, correct? Right. Ooh, a natural 20 for a 22. Natural 20, you slip off unnoticed during this performance easily. Head up on deck. Kaya takes the crackers out of her pocket and she doesn't yell because she doesn't want to draw too much attention to herself, but she holds her hand up saying... Pluck want a cracker? Pluck want a cracker? You see, like, the shadow of Pluck's head peek around the mizzen mast. <whistles> and Pluck kind of shakily flutters down to the railing by you. Um, already kind of, you know, indifferent to you. Um, and pecks at the crackers in your hand uh, seems to eat them quite quickly as a malnourished bird might. You want to roll to influence him? Yes, and I this time I would like to use diplomacy. Okay. Pluck 
speaks a bit, so I think you could. I think that's going to be my highest bonus, so I get the plus one untyped and then the plus one charisma. And then I have a plus one diplomacy. Uh, so she uh, gets, uh, even with those bonuses, gets a 13. And she does her best to try to communicate the storm coming. Do you feel the wind? The storm's coming. We must go. And she tries to motion towards, uh, towards the stairs. With the item bonus from the crackers. <laughs> because you did spend your action to learn about Pluck and get these crackers during the day. That is a success, and Pluck is friendly yes. towards Kaya and hops onto your shoulder. Oh, perfect. Kaya is smiling to herself. Let's get you to safety. And then she's going to walk back to join join everybody else uh, in the main dining area. And I and would like to do Pluck another activity, too. But I can wait. Okay. Uh, Pluck seems unperturbed, like they're used to being you know, down here with the crew. Perfect. She's just going to keep Pluck on her shoulder. And the, then, you know, she'll find a safe place for him at night, but she'll keep him around for now. Okay. Oh, should I roll us? Yeah, go ahead and roll me fortitude. that fortitude save. That is a 25. Yeah, you're good. Yay! <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, there's no sense in Wit carrying around a sword that they can't use. So they would like to sneak off a little bit to kind of corner Connor and get that back. Sure. I don't know that you have to... Well, I guess you could you could roll a stealth if you don't want anyone else to know that you're, you know, giving people back their weapons. Yeah. It's kind of like the perception among... It. If I could do a thievery to maybe... I guess put it back. Uh, thievery or stealth? Uh, I would say thievery kind of works as like a, a bit of sleight of hand too. So if you wanted to like motion to Connor and like try and slip him the sword under the table, <laughs> I'd let you use sleight of hand or I'd let you use thievery. I would love to do that. All right, 13 on the die for an 18 total. An 18 total is enough to... to get it to him without anybody at the table noticing, but uh, Connor does kind of smile at you with, is it you trying to poke me under the table? Well, here we go again. <laughs> I, I must say, I'm not coming on to you that strong, but... There's no sense in me being, uh, me using this. It, it, it's much better in your hands than mine. But I will say it's, uh, it's much appreciated. It's... Oh, oh, oh. I, I knew you'd be back for more. <laughs> How could one resist? Now, was Connor sitting with us at the... At, at yes. We're just trying to 
trying to be friendly here. So, I guess, uh, say the time comes, can we call on you and, and say that we're pals here? Well, considering the friendship with you has brought me certain benefits, it would be rude of me to decline. Well, then, I, I, I guess you can call us friends with benefits, then. <laughs> uh, why don't you make me a roll to influence Connor? Yes. Uh, too helpful here. Um, you're going to get a plus two item bonus for returning the sword. And then another plus one plus from one me, and then another plus one because there. it's untyped, yeah. Yep. So if you're using a charisma skill, it'll be a net plus four. Well, all of my charismas, I believe, are zero. Otherwise, it will be a plus three. <laughs> I might even let you parlay a uh, sleight of hand. <laughs> Not a plus three bonus. More like a slot of hand, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, I yeah, didn't mean it, of course. Oh, what I'm saying is you can use you can use sleight of hand. Oh, all right. Well, then in that case, so just yeah, change that to your sleight of hand bonus. Then that would be an 18. You really do put the grip in griply, eh? <laughs> uh, yes, you you have made Connor helpful. Yay! Yay! One more thing, Connor, before we part ways. Uh, storm storm is brewing. Uh, Hang tight up there. I wouldn't wouldn't exactly. Uh, you know me. I like to keep it tight. But then again, I, I'm not one to be tied down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brooks's uh, patronage of B movies just tees him up for the perfect dialogue. Yeah. He's had years of experience with this. Mm-hmm. I personally love this back and forth. <laughs> 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 All right, so I think as dinner's kind of wrapping up and people are shooting rum, um, Atlas is going to keep working on Aretta, but as he is kind of slithering over towards her as she's sticking around after dinner, uh, Miss Loretta. I'd like to continue our conversation from earlier, but if you would not mind, um, there's someone I would like you to meet if you have not uh, met their acquaintance quite yet. Uh, Mr. Cogsworth, if you could join us. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, what's going on, Atlas? So part of this is I just want to throw... I don't want to influence this guy, but I want to throw him a bone because he had a shitty day. got beat up. Um, uh, Mr. Cogsworth. I was having a conversation with Aretta earlier, a new friend of mine, and, well, we were talking, and she has certain magical potential that comes from her bloodline, which I'm going to chat with her a little bit more about, but it sounds like perhaps you might have something in common. I'm not saying you are the same type of sorcerer, but perhaps if she was able to unlock something within herself, she might be able to teach you how to do the same. Oh, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance, uh, Miss Aretta. The name's Cog. I haven't had a chance to, you know, chat with you yet. Uh, it's... Well, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear all about it. Oh, yeah, I... Well, my powers came when 
I was quite young. I'd, I'd be surprised if you'd unlock any bloodline potential so late in life. No, no offense, Mr. Cogsworth. Oh, none taken. Now, now Miss Aretta, my understanding is that, and, and forgive me, I know quite a bit about magics, but not everything. Um, unlike maybe a druid who ha draws their power from the life force of nature around them, or an oracle, per se, that um, inherits divine potentials at the cost of their body and soul. A sorcerer inherits their power from the past, but that can manifest in many different ways, correct? Perhaps there was an archmage in your bloodline, and that uh, the magic seeped in, and, and is he reproduced? He, uh, passed that down, or maybe one of your ancestors made a pact with an angel or devil, perhaps. Um, do you have any idea how your powers came to be and how they manifest? Hmm, not quite. Uh, having elemental powers in your blood often comes from jinn influence, uh, influence from other planes. Oftentimes, even a strong, plainer impact to your history. Someone in your family line can make you manifest powers later on. I don't come from a long line of sorceresses, and I'm not quite sure if one of my parents uh, dabbled in such things. Many of us on the sea can commiserate not quite close to my family. I see. Do you feel that your power, hmm, how do I say, gravitates toward a, like a, even though it's elemental, do you feel the touch of the gods? Do you feel like um, you are brushing up against the esoteric, the occult? It feels like a primal force to me. So, uh, your blood is next door to nature. This is quite interesting, fascinating. And what element did you uh, did you say your blood was close to? I suppose you'd call it air. Would be the the closest approximation. I specialize in electricity magic. Are you able to? Conjure great gusts of air to blow the ship forward. I think if that were the case, you would be quite popular with the crew here, would you not be? <laughs> I could likely manifest that kind of power if I focused on it. Now that is interesting. Mr. Cogsworth and I have been discussing magic, where it comes from, and how it seeps into the shackles at length, and Miss Aretta... If you would be interested in chatting more about things like this, we would enjoy your company. I think I speak for both of us, correct, Mr. Cogsworth? Oh, yeah, of course. Do you want to roll to influence? I do, I do. Uh, Cog will aid you, or will attempt to. Ooh. Um, now, she said she was primal. We didn't talk a whole bunch specifically about that. My nature skill is crap. So what am I... 
options here. I think again, you can you can use your highest magical tradition. You guys are kind of talking in generalities about magic here. Great. Uh, Cog's gonna attempt with an occultism as well. All right, so I added my plus one circumstance here. Cog aids you with a twenty-four total. All right, with his aid, that's coming out to a twenty-one. You successfully make Aretta friendly. Wonderful. And beyond that, uh, I think you know you guys are talking, and she's maybe she's showing you some of her like subtle magic. You're doing the same, and Cog is continuing to like practice these these like command words you've given him, mm-hmm. and it's not like a spell that he's able to produce, but you see like the the flickering of like magic at his fingertips. Oh, and the first time that happens, Atlas just lights up, Mr. Cogsworth, do you understand what you are doing right now? We are making a discovery together. We are unlocking potential. <laughs> I gotta say, this is pretty cool, Atlas. I wasn't expecting to make any progress, really, but... I suppose with two experienced spellcasters helping me out, uh, progress is quicker than expected. Well, we have lots of work still to do, but you are proving promising, and I am drawing our time together. And then I think if we're getting towards the end of that scene, it's probably just a fade out of them practicing that stuff over, engaging Aretta with little you know, bits and bobs of questions about being a sorceress and the the primal magic that she touches, and it's just kind of like a fade-out end of the night for him, because I'm not going to be taking a second action. Okay. I forgot to tell you that Wit would not take another action as well, being fatigued. Okay. Well, all right. I think Grady's known what he wants to do since this morning, our encounter in the Bilges. He's on a ship somewhat more impressive than the ones he's used to in the past, looking to blow off a little steam, and he has five silver burning a hole in his pocket that he wants to gamble with. Okay. What gambling would you like to do? Do you mind going over the options again? Yes, the options are arm wrestling, hog lob, and heave. Arm wrestling, straightforward, (laughs) what it sounds like. Hog lob is... You lob a lead ingot covered in greased piglet skin called the hog as far across the deck as possible. You had me a hog lob. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're hog lob in here, and, you know, the folks betting are not people that you've really interacted with so far. You meet a kind of roguish, tan-skinned man uh, wearing a kind of dark blue headband, uh, pushing his hair out of his face, and he's got kind of large pirate boots on. Uh, He appears to have his weaponry on him. I'll show you a picture. Mm. Mm. And you also are playing with a Mwangi woman uh, who wears kind of a bright red cape slash cloak 
and she's quite tall. She's about six foot, and she kind of has a stern expression <laughs> at most times. Grady saunters up, still a little drunk from the rum ration and the uh, the nibs of the flask he's been sipping on. Good evening, fellow crewmates. I trust you'll be the ones I lose my money to this evening. I hope you take good care of it and use it well. Are you an old man that pretends to be fragile in these kind of games? I, well, no, I'm not fragile per se. <laughs> but, you know. Adult then. Against the competition I see, I might be outmatched here. It's not me, uh, me game of choice, this this greased ingot we are throwing around, not one I'm privy to. You have an experience against me. I'm not trying to hustle you or anything, but I think I know how the night's gonna go. I see. So you are just loose with your coin then? I, all the coin I come across, many a year I've lost many coin, gained a few, and lost it quickly back again. Well, cards and dice have been banned from the ship since and he motions upwards because you guys are now on the deck of the ship you've taken this game as he motions upwards to the cage hanging from the mizzen mast since Captain Harrigan was well he was you outmatched need, you need to say anymore <laughs> I I catch the cut of the jib that you're trying to you're trying to hoist there uh, my name is Mahim what is yours Grady Grady, Grady Tackett, Grady it's a pleasure. Tackett. And uh, the woman now pipes up. So you're saying you've never played Hoglob before? Well, you know, there are variants all across the shackles, but this particular variant, I'm not very privy to. Hmm. Didn't catch your name, miss, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Shivika. The pleasure in taking your gold will be all mine. Ah, mine as well. It's a damn shame that dice and cards are banned. Uh, many a crew I've had a fun time with there, and it's, it's a, I, I shan't say any more about our captain, but uh, happy would I be the day that the cards and the dice come back. <laughs> Less demanding on you, I'm sure. Yes, I'll have to settle for this. Now, what's the rules here? How are we playing this? So... Uh, the way this is played, Chris, is that everybody must make a ranged attack roll with an improvised weapon, which would impose the minus two item penalty. You each toss the hog a number of feet equal to your adjusted rolls. The furthest distance is the winner. Okay. What do you gamble? All my silver. Five silver. <laughs> five All silver. my money. Okay. Uh, so we'll be playing one round of hog lob. One uh, round, baby. They will each gamble five silver as well. <laughs> All on the table. I'm dying over here that you threw out the comment. There's variants of this game all over the shackles, and it just <laughs> throw a greasy brick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, it's not always a brick now. I'll do it, you. My favorite is you throw a greased octopus. Oh. Aye. <laughs> the octopus is alive all the better, I say. All right, I, I'm ready to roll. Now, now I'm very curious how you grease a grease an octopus and yep. not have it fried. Be <laughs> fried later. And there's no like performance bonus to this at all, right? Because this is the game of chance. It's not 
diplomacy or influence or anything, correct? Right. All right. I knew that. I'm just making sure. Uh. Oh, no. Holy cow. Okay. Oh, boy. Wow. I rolled a natural 19 for a 23. <laughs> Shavika rolled a natural 20. <laughs> However, she is not a ranged combatant. And so with that minus two, brings her to a 22. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mahim uh, just screws up the toss entirely with a 12. So you're able to toss it, Grady, like uh, quarters to quarters almost on on the deck of this ship. You get far more than past the mast uh, from, from like the officer's quarters door. And you clean up with, uh, now you have one and a half gold. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The two of them kind of scowl at you. Aha! Beginner's luck, I'll say. I suppose I was right to expect a grift from an old man. (laughs) And still you wagered nonetheless. (laughs) I I didn't want to lose to an old man either. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you have the coin for it, but I'd be willing to go another round with you. What do you think, Shivika? One more round? It depends. Are you wagering the entire <laughs> gold and a half? I don't know if I have that much coin. I am willing to if you want to make it all back. I could do another five silver. Another five silver, then. Let's let's have it. Okay, but I think I threw it about as best as I could. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm a little winded myself, so I don't know if me throw is gonna be as good and well as it was last time. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's see how you do. Yeah. Minus two. And and part of this is I know whether you're throwing dice or whatever, and you, if you win right off the bat, it's super bad form to just like take the money and walk away. Like you wanna you wanna give a little back. So he's like he's given a chance to here. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I rolled a 17 on the die for a 21 Real bad form man. <laughs> Just keep it going Just <laughs> Take him for everything Oh yeah okay so you throw it again Like <laughs> past the mask Just nail it uh, This time Shavika just Doesn't Like barely gets a 10 feet and, uh, you know, because it's slippery. Yeah. And Mahim tosses it 15 feet, so you clean up again. Ah, well, you look at that. A right strike of luck I've had. A strike of luck indeed. Maybe you are uh, more than you let on, old man, but I appreciate you uh, showing us the value of a good throwing arm. Aye, I suppose. Now, don't think that I'm... Walking away from our little bout here and never coming back. And I'm not spending the gold that I've got here anytime soon either. So what say one of these nights I saunter on back here and play some of these other games a chance we got available to us. And perhaps me luck will change. I'd like to see if that throwing arm is as good at wrestling sometime. Well, I think I could beat you there, old man. If you're not doing anything tomorrow evening, how's about we come back and we test that out? I'm up for that. Hell yeah. It's not 
the money is nice. It's not all about the money though for Grady because he's trying to he's trying to get a little rapport going with the gamblers here too. So he's down. He's not as strong in arm wrestling. He's totally down to do it. Yeah, you've met these two. I will allow you to roll a society or esoteric lore here uh, because you you're kind of getting the cut of their jib through this game like what their skills might be and also like yeah. you're, you're checking out their gear they seem to have gear absolutely I will uh, I'll roll esoteric lore to try to, try to like glean some uh, some tidbits from them another good roll 16 for a 21 sure with a 21 you glean that Shavika might be some kind of barbarian but different than you would think she seems uh, almost calm in her demeanor this entire time you would expect like a traditional barbarian to get upset and angry at losing twice but yeah. she seems pretty stony faced huh. uh, which strikes you as a bit odd Mahim seems like a roguish figure uh, you think perhaps a rogue or maybe even a swashbuckler but you can't quite tell maybe a little bit of both all right do we know what their roles are on the ship have we seen them work yes now that you've talked to them you've likely recognized them at some point or i might ask as well too while we're playing. yeah yeah you certainly could ask and and they would talk to you about that uh mahim is a rigger and shavika is a swab all right. As you might expect from somebody that can't do a ranged attack roll, she's maybe not very acrobatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I walked in here with five silver in my pocket. I'm walking out with three gold Dang. total, correct? Wonderful. And we think they're probably neutral. You didn't get the gist that they were like, I mean, they were giving you jabs about being an old man. You don't think they'd be more than like unfriendly though. Yeah. The other thing he was doing too, not this will impact anything uh, now, but he would be passing his flask around to them as they're like, as we're sure, talking and, yeah. and gambling and stuff. Yeah, you think um, they're certainly not hostile. They probably wouldn't have let you play the game if. They sure. Were. Yeah. Well, Grady will wave goodbye to them with a little extra coin in his pocket and happily uh, stride on back to, I guess, his bunk, uh, whistling a happy tune. All right. And we had a couple of secondary actions. Haley, what is Calypso doing for a second action? Calypso would like to look around the main hall after she's done playing, and she wants to see if anybody on the other side of the room has been tapping their feet or looked like they were enjoying the music at all, and then she wants to go influence them. Okay. Trying to use my own music to an advantage. That's how you bankroll your own uh, statistics. Uh, It's pretty easy to see Sam's Mm. tap her feet, given Mm. that they are bare. Should Um, I try again with Sam's? And it also seems like um, the the woman from the prior fight, um, the one that was kind of wearing like the the aqua robes and was also casting spells, um, seems to like nod along with your performances every night. Mm. The other two men that were a part of that like seem seem like they just are rubble 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 with with uh, scourge. And then there's another woman who's got this, like, this strange cut of hair. She looks older, and she seems to, like, 
she has gray hair, but it looks like she like dyes part of it black. Mm. Uh, like a skunk. Uh, you would recognize it more in a similar pattern to like Figgy's hair, so like, like a skunk. Badger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meant white down the center and black on the sides, like a skunk. Still that then, if it was a badger, I guess so, right? Yeah. Okay. She sat down in the chair, like, "Give me a Pepe Le Pew." That's please. really, really specific. If you can pick out the animal <laughs> type. <laughs> Like a badger, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want like to talk to her. It's more than one stripe. Ah, uh, it's like a, okay. It's yeah. more like a badger I, than a skunk. I, I, I yeah. hear you. I think I think a badger has the a black stripe down the middle of the what would be like the single white stripe. It's giving zebra. It's, it's yeah, maybe. <laughs> Does she smell like a skunk? I don't know. You haven't smelled Ooh. her. She's not exactly mm. sitting with the group, though. So I'd say. Oh, so a, maybe that she does smell like a skunk. <laughs> the, the, all right, all those right. Are the, those are the three people that I would say. Give me old badger lady. Okay, you want to talk to the old badger lady? <laughs> I absolutely want to talk to the old badger lady. <laughs> yep. And I need a name quick so I don't keep calling her that. Well, that's funny because that's what her nickname is. No. <laughs> <laughs> she called her OBL. Uh, so imagine this, but with black stripes. Yep. Uh, so I would like to go over and talk to, to like, sit down next to her. Yes. She rattle down. Correct. Rattle on down. And and just start with, me name's Calypso. And who be you? Oh, hello there. They called me Badger. Badger Medlar. You play quite a, well, it almost seems forlorn, the tune that you play. Where did you learn it? This may sound crazy, but I've just known it. At least since, since the skeleton part. I don't remember where I learned it. Mm, that's, uh, that's quite a strange way to weave a tune. This sounds silly again, but I just feel it all the way through the bones. And then the music comes out. It's sad. It- it reminds me of my late uh, companion. I'm sorry for the loss. Uh, tell me, tell me more. I traveled many years with her, with a badger, believe it or not. Uh, my stalwart companion uh, swept away at sea, sadly. Oh. Uh, a few years ago. I always uh, keep my hair like this in his memory. That'd be a sad tale. He was a sweet little thing. Shame. Shame that he went. What be his name? Uh, Skips. Skipper, often, on the ship. (laughs) That's so cute. But that was before I were a pirate. You know... But Back you... when I worked the merchant vessels. How did you become the pirate? Well, I fell into piracy out of grief, I think. Grief is powerful. Always hoping to stay at sea, maybe. See him swimming on the horizon. That's so sad. Do you think that a new companion would, would be helpful? Well, I had hoped the gods would provide me one. That's what people of my trade often find is when one door closes, the other, another opens. I've not gone this long in my life without 
an animal by my side, but perhaps in my age, it's perhaps the, the gods haven't seen fit to provide me with another. Maybe I am on my way out too. It'd be quite sad for one of them creatures to have a companion and have that companion die before him. We're all kind of like, I don't know, like an elf to a human to them. I, I agree. I have thought before, did I leave someone behind? Did I leave something behind? I'd think maybe so. People don't often come back in a form like yours unless there's business to be taken care of. Oh, there be business. But cursed is bad memories. I don't know enough. And I haven't been on this kind of conscious plane for many more than a few months. Maybe you're lucky. Sometimes having the memories is painful. It comes with old age. You have a lot of memories. A lot of sad ones. Aye, but they build you. That they do. I be too fresh. I'm trying to make the memories and remember my best. Well, don't probe too hard or you might dig up something that upsets you. I be focusing on the, the new memories too. It be why I want to perform on the ship all the time. It's good for everybody. It does seem to raise spirits in here. I, especially when I play with Rosie. She's a good one, too. You two play well together. It'd be a shame how she hurt herself today, and, well, she didn't hurt herself, but I'm sure that didn't make her on her top performance. I'm no stranger to the kiss of the lash, either. Though you'd think they wouldn't want to hit an old lady like me, but they're not so chivalrous. Not on this ship. They even hit me. I've, I'd be bones. What are they trying to do? Chip you, perhaps? I don't know. It'd be senseless. Did it hurt when you were lashed yesterday? I it reverberated my bones like a bad note. Then I suppose that's all they want to be doing. As long as it hurts... The cruel thing is, I'd be lashed for being late after other crew members forced my hand. In close quarters like this, you'll find it's one man's word against another. It's a popularity contest most times, rather than detective work. I... Have you had any issues on the ship? And how long have you been on the ship? I've been on the Wormwood for a good deal of time. Been under Captain Harrigan for less. Hold up! But you be on the Wormwood before Harrigan. I, I was. Who be your former captain? Did they fall? Captain Bellum, of course. <sighs> Confirmation! 
used to play music quite similar to your tunes, in fact. Did you not mind the time on the ship then? No, I didn't mind the time on the ship then. Wasn't whipped much then, if at all, that I can recall. Oh, perfect, perfect. I got worried I was about to be a horrible person. <laughs> Ooh, I found out about my past. I don't like it. <laughs> Actually, don't want to dig into those memories. You were right, Badger. <laughs> that sounds quite a bit better than the current state. I hope that someday we all can be in a place where the whipping and the lashing does not continue. There are more charitable ways of earning respect, that's for certain. There was a great deal of respect on the Wormwood once. It wasn't called the Wormwood then. A mockery of Captain Bellum's memory. What be the old name? It were the Songbird once. <laughs> okay. Didn't fly these black sails. This was like an achievement unlocked. I figured out my ship's old name. It weren't a pirate ship then? Oh, it, it was a pirate ship. A different style of pirating, though. I think that another time, I want to ask you more about your prior travels, especially with me being so fresh. Well, I could spin a yarn or two, as us old folk tend to do. As long as you keep playing songs, I'd be happy to entertain you a while. I'd be happy to. And if you have any requests, let me know. Hmm. I'll have to think on that. I had a couple choice favorites from the old captain used to play. Yes. <sighs> okay. Well, that was kind of Calypso's, like, holy shit, I've learned a lot. I need to probably walk away before I... Would you like to influence Badger? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Also, Swab Rigger. Badger is a Swab. Thank you. She's also an elf. So she is very old. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Like, old for an elf. Yeah, that's so old. Wow. No! No! Eleven's bad. This makes me want to spend a hero point, but I've spent a lot. But also, she's really important. I don't think I critically failed. I'm going to spend one anyways, because I only got a two, and she's really important to me. So I'm going to reroll that, because I got a two for an eleven, which I just... That doesn't feel good. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. This is someone you're gonna obviously have a lot more questions for. Yes. Yeah, like so, I need like, to talk so many. Let's, go, let's get off to two, like on a good. Twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah twenty four. You've made Badger friendly. Nice. <sighs> That's great. Emily, did Kaya have a second yes. action in mind? Kaya, after saving Pluck, takes some time, and she's just pacing the ship. She's still thinking back to Bloody Hour when her friends were whipped and she wasn't and didn't do anything to help them and, uh, until after the fact when she was healing them. And she wants to get some of that 
frustration out in a positive manner. So she's walking around and looking for people who are arm wrestling. Is anybody arm wrestling tonight? Yes. Perfect. Does she recognize them before she walks up? You don't recognize this dwarf, but he was a part of the group sitting over by Scourge. He's this dwarf with this large, ugly nose and this, like, mustache that goes down to his chest. Um, His beard is kind of shorter, just, like, surrounding his, like, chin. But he's got these, like, this long, dangly handlebar mustache and just this, like, beak of a nose. Aha! I see what you did there. (laughs) Kaya might have him beat on that front. Yeah. Uh, She'll approach the uh, arm wrestlers and say, Hello! Five Silver says I can beat the winner. (laughs) You're the loss that has been giving Scudders so much trouble, eh? (laughs) Let's see what you've got. No one beats the narwhal at arm wrestling. (laughs) The narwhal. What a name! No one until now. <laughs> You're so confident in that, eh? With those fragile bird-like arms, you think you can take me? Well, I don't have fragile bird bones. I'm built for diving. These puppies are solid. <laughs> I'm built for crushing stone. <laughs> Not quite the comparison. Rock and stone. (laughs) I'll have to get the upper hand then. All right. Let's see if you can. So arm wrestling is opposed strength checks to determine the winner. Loser takes damage equal to a D4 plus the winner's strength modifier. Oh, interesting. So go ahead and make me a roll plus your strength bonus. All right. Kaya is not super bulky, but she has some muscles. Let's see. Oh, a 16. Ooh, the narwhal only <gasps> rolls a 12. So you, uh, you you square up each posting up uh, five silver and uh, you, know, you kind of lock in for a bit and after a moment, you slam the narwhal's hand down on the side. What's this? <laughs> Quite a bit of strength. I wasn't expecting. That was such a bird. I t- Talons, they're too hard to grab onto. <laughs> I tried to warn you. I'm stronger than I look. There's like oil under your feathers. It's not <laughs> fair. What kind of... What kind of game is this? And he's he's like wincing as he holds his wrist as he's taken. Uh, what's your Plus strength four. modifier? Oh. Oh, as he's taking oh. eight damage. Max, yow. Uh, you can see you can see his like wrist is turning like purple. Kaya winces at that. Oh, um, I didn't mean to go quite that far. Uh, may I help you? 
and she holds out her hands to to grab his wrist if he will allow her. All right, sure. she um, clasps his wrist in her taloned hands and casts lay on hands to heal him uh, six hit points. And he kind of like flexes his hand after that. Well, that'll do, Missy. You're quite a generous winner. And I'm a less sore loser after that. Well, that, uh, that was my goal. I do enjoy winning, but I want to make sure everyone has the best time that they... Just for fun, you know? Uh, because you laid on hands here, I'm going to let you perform an actionless uh, influence roll on him. I'll let you use uh, athletics. I would like. love that because she is pretty strong. So she is showing off her strength a bit. Ooh, with the plus one untyped bonus to influence, it's only a 12. Yeah, 12 doesn't. You know, he, he does seem grateful that you fix his hand, but he also seems kind of pissed that he lost to you. Uh, so he still seems kind of unfriendly here. You know what? Why don't we both rest up tonight and we can try again another time? My name's Kaya. It's nice to meet you. Good to meet you too. My real name's Tom Tate. But again, everyone here calls me the Narwhal. I quite like the name, actually. Although I think they're making fun of me nose. Well, if it's a name you like, there's no shame in it. All right, so you all head off to bed. And about two hours before sunrise, the boat is listing side to side. And you can hear through the portholes this just whipping, whistling wind, and above deck, the bell begins to ring. All hands on deck as the storm approaches. The crew jumps out of their bunks and races upstairs, you included, to this pelting rain. We see Mr. Plug is kind of like hanging onto the main mast. All right, the lot of you. Storm's here. There'll be no swabbing and no cooking today. You're all in the rigging. We're all gonna have to take this on together. And I need you to finish your rations. Oh, we'll see you next week. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. 
Skull and Shackles, and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.